Hello and welcome to Bampow TV, back from our brief summer break. We're here to talk about all the shows, including Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Preacher, Cloak and Dagger, and back from Purgatory, Winona Earp. Yes! Yes! Back in the saddle. Every, everything else is great. We could just talk about Winona the whole episode. I mean, we could. Because <laughs> vampires. But, um... Spoilers, I know, bro. right? Bit of housekeeping. We will also have an episode this week uh, about Comic Con and all the trailers Comic-Con. that came out. I believe is how it's pronounced. Comic Con. Comic Con. Okay. Comic Con. Oh. oh no. Uh, so look for that in your feed very soon. Uh, spoiler: DC maybe's getting their shit together. I don't know I how don't to feel. Believe that. I know. No. <laughs> they, they've done me wrong so moment. many times. But let's jump right into it with. Luke Cage. Oh, news of the week. We're getting a Batwoman show. Woo-woo! That looks awesome. I'm and she, very excited. She's going to be queer, probably. Yeah. No, she's definitely going to be queer. They're, oh, they're going to hire a queer actor. They're, yeah, they're trying to right. fire, nah, fire. Find a queer actor. Hire a queer actor. We may never know. I've heard it both ways. Hire, fire. It's all the same, really. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. I know. I always feel the same way when I get hired as I do when I get fired. Right. <laughs> it's just, either way, you're it's, emotional. It's a, Another opportunity opening yeah. the door for you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I always end up crying in my car. Aw, that's half the time sweet. Grail <laughs> jobs are terrifying. Yeah. No mm-hmm. one actually warns you about it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, look for Cassandra. Kate? Nope. No? Kate Kane. Kate Kane. Damn it. Not, not Batgirl. Nope. Um, look for Kate Kane showing up midway through this season of CW, as I guess she's going to be introduced in the crossover arc, which apparently Legends isn't in this year, and that breaks what my heart. What the shit? Maybe they realized they were just too good for the rest of them. And we ain't like, got time for this. That's yeah. weird. It right? is weird. Because they're, they're usually, like, one of the linchpin shows. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. So. All right. Who knows? We'll see. They're like, well, we can really, like, even though we tell everybody that we do a four-show crossover, we can really only do three, yeah. so one of them has to get cut. No, I think Supergirl got jealous that Legends is better than it, and <clears throat> stomped its foot, and was like, no, I won't do it. Wow. I just that... didn't like Supergirl. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I kept it close to the chest. Yes, yes. You do not wear your emotions on your sleeve. Not at all. No. Nope. Marble statue, that's me. Yep. So, uh, Luke Cage, season two, episode three, we open up to, uh, Luke beating up Cockroach, and it's not great. this is only episode three. I feel like we've been watching this for seven days. Oh, no. It's pretty crazy. A lot's happened. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I'm digging because I I really liked season one. I felt it kind of drug its feet a bit. They're all a little slow. So, yeah, it's nice that stuff is really going down quickly. Uh, Missy shows up. Gets him out of there. She gets chewed out. I don't know. She just needs to start punching other cops in the face, I think. What? Yeah. No. I mean, dirty cops. Yeah, just all cops. They're, they're all being kind of buttholes to her. So. They are, in fact, being buttholes to her. And, but uh, she's got Colleen to watch her back, which is good. I know. And they're hanging out. And they got in a bar fight together. That was my and, favorite scene. Yeah, that was so great. Uh, yeah, so lead up to that, Colleen's trying to... Uh, train Misty uh, on how to fight again using only one arm. Really not clicking. So, you know, it goes the tried and true method of taking her out for drinks and uh, picking a fight with somebody. And then... It's, well, she points yeah. out she points out that it's all mental. Oh, she yeah. She still has moves. She just thinks she's done. Mm-hmm. 
So I like that, that she's like, okay, this isn't working because it's all in your head. Let's just go empty your head out with alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that she, I mean, her balance is totally different now. I mean, how much does an arm weigh? Well, like 20 pounds? Mm, 12 pounds at most. You guys, let's wear let's some arms. <laughs> How much does it our way? But anyway, that would be different. You know, you'd have, you you would expect to be more balanced and she's a little off kilter. So she has to learn how to compensate for that. And I have to say, I really like that they're teaching her how to live and how to fight with only one arm. Mm-hmm. I assume that they would just give her a bionic arm immediately. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm digging this. Yeah, I, I hope we get it this season, but I'm glad that it didn't jump straight to oh, that. Oh, we do. Good, there good, good, good. Photos. Nice, okay. Excellent. Sorry, spoiler. Also, apparently an arm weighs about 5.3% of your body weight. So if you're 150 pounds, it'll be about 8 pounds. Oh, interesting. So, there you go. And uh, legs are about three times that. So a leg weighs about 15% of your body weight? Yeah. Interesting. Good job with the quick math. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I just figured out 5% by doing, like, what I do to get tax. (laughs) And, like, tip out of tax. Yes. That works. So, what else do we have? Uh, El Rey's dead. Cockroach is in the hospital. So, Shades is like, man, I still need to move this merchandise. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Uh, Tries to go talk to, was it Garrison, I think? Uh, But instead, Bushmaster's there already. They, They have a weird little standoff dick measuring contest. yeah basically and then bushmaster's like yo i got hella money and shades is like never mind we're good cool i'm out so yeah so <laughs> we got we got shades doing his fucking job and then we do got maria sorry mariah. mariah doing her best to completely fuck up their relationship we're mad at mariah she's she's frustrating right now just like introduce your daughter to your boyfriend yeah like what the fuck yeah she, she's being she's, then it wouldn't weird. be weird that he's in your house all the time. Yeah. And also, how dare you ask him not to show up without calling? I feel like he lives there. Like, what? It's a little strange. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, when you have a long-term partner... I mean, I've never had, a like, a super like a super serious long-term partner when I haven't lived in my parents' house. So... But I assume that you could just show up at their place. Right? Yes. You get to a point in your relationship where you just come over. Mm-hmm. I would... Yeah. Yeah, you just come over, and by that time, you're already talking about moving in. Yeah. Because you can just come over. That makes sense to me. And so, her telling him that, and then shooing him out of the room whenever the daughter is around, and not and barely introducing them, and then treating him like the help, and I'm like, no! Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. weird. I don't like it at all. She's mm-hmm. not being a good business partner, or a good Sexy Times partner. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of, well... Not bad partners, but bad relationships. Nah, Luke's being kind of a bad partner. He and Claire get into a big old fight about his anger and his uh, inability to. I feel like is Luke being a good par- a bad partner, or are they both being uh, shitty? Yeah, I guess they're both being kind of shitty. Like she needs to stop poking the dad button and fucking drop it. She needs it. to listen to him when he says that man is terrible. Yeah, like he knows better than she does. But she he also needs to, to listen it. to her that he's, you know. Raging out a little Yeah, bit. getting a bit out of control. Yeah, that I think this is the, the situation with Cockroach, I think it, it escalated to a point that I think if Luke was seeing things more at a distance, he would recognize that that's not the kind of hero that he wants to be. But 
it's tough to do that and claire is so up in his face with the dad stuff and trying to tell him how she knows him better than he knows himself yeah. and so i get she's like emotionally backing him into a corner though he should not have punched that wall oh no yeah that that never looks well at all well because you know obviously we know who luke is right and he says later in the argument you know i'd never hurt you and we know that he would not swing at her but that's a display of violence during a fight with your person and yeah. it makes me uncomfortable oh yeah yeah that is not good in the slightest mm-hmm. i actually didn't have a problem with it and that it, stuff doesn't it, bother me as much as it bothers you guys. oh sure it's the difference well it's i i come at it from a different perspective i think yeah. uh because and I'm, you're I'm a doing, boy yeah but it just like you i feel like at its bare minimum, you've lost the argument at that fight. Oh, absolutely. At that point, you're done. And and whoever you're fighting with should also kind of take a step back. Yeah. But for me, that, I didn't grow up with a violent home or anything, but my dad is a yeller, and I am a yeller. And I tend to throw things when I get really mad. So, like, swinging at the wall is about the same for me as throwing a hairbrush at a wall. So, like, that didn't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. But everybody is different, and I get that. Yeah. It's harder for some people. And well, especially, sense. you know, if you grow up in that it's household. Especially for Claire, that's how she grew up. She yeah. obviously isn't going to want to be in a relationship with someone who handles their anger in the same fashion. Mm-hmm. I for can sure. see that. Like, sidebar, did I ever tell you about the story about uh, how my mom and my dad almost never had a second date? Because my dad is a yeller who has always had, like, a crazy Irish temper and will we'll yell and stuff, but it doesn't really mean anything. But my mom's relationship before that had been with a guy who was really like verbally abusive and treated her like really badly and they were on their first date and he like my dad made her a casserole and he was taking it out of the oven and burned his hand on it and like swore really loudly and like threw the pan in the sink Mm. and she freaked out and like left the building and was like i can't be with somebody who is angry like that Mm -hmm. and so they had to have like a super deep conversation about relationship boundaries on day one oh wow you know, at least they hashed it out. Yeah. yeah, then it worked out. But yeah, I mean, everybody is going to be different when it comes to anger or raised voices. And you got to mm-hmm. work that shit out. But Well, and either you work it out like your parents or you don't like Luke and Claire where she's like, I just can't. And it just means that you're not built for each other. And that's also fine. And also, you know, who wouldn't care if you punched a hole in the wall? Jessica Jones is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, because they're... They both punch holes in the wall. Yeah. And it's fine. I just, I'm the tired thing. of him and Claire. The I want him and Jessica to be together. Is that like, I love Claire, right? I do love Claire. Claire's great. Mm-hmm. But. This is not what I want. This is not my ship. Yeah, I've so. got way too much comic programming <laughs> that exactly. I want to get to. I want to get to them. They are so great together. Have a baby already! Okay, well, I don't know about well, that. Well, calm, calm down there. <laughs> Let's take a breath here. I don't know. I, I am a woman. I probably have some sort of baby hunger. It's, yeah, it's that clock angry. ticking, you know. It's nothing else. Yeah. It's just because you don't hold babies enough. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm near any sort of penis, I'm like, put a baby in me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I literally, yeah, I, that's what throwing up in your brain feels like. <laughs> and, uh... On that note. Yeah, on that note, we, we basically end with uh, Luke storming out. Um, He runs into Bushmaster, and Bushmaster knocks him out. Sucker punched Fucking him! sucker punched him. That's some bullshit. Snuck up behind him while he was wearing headphones. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that Luke went to Bushmaster's oh. house and straight yeah. up. Yeah, well, like warehouse. Like he, it's a, it's like his headquarters. He his lair. I mean, the house is a space. weird 
term for it is all I'm saying. It's his lair. You know, it's not like a house, but it's, it's not like his, his home. He his, went he went into his you come into his my house. house. Like his, his territory. Okay, fine. Jack fine, yes. fine, fine. Anyway, he come he rolls up to Bushmaster's house. Lair. Sure. And um <laughs> takes a bunch like a beating, like kicks all those dudes' asses, kicks those chicks' asses, no knife, no bullet can harm him. I liked that because Bushmaster thinks they're equal, but Bushmaster actually, like, feels pain. And mm-hmm. those bullets, like, go into him, and he bleeds after and has to heal and has to do a lot of shit to get better. And Luke just stood there yeah. like nothing. I like, though, that Bushmaster also looks like he recognizes that. Had somebody filmed the entire thing and is now, like, reviewing the tapes well, afterward. I thought that was so interesting because you see him laying this circle of candles and, like, doing all these movements. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was some sort of magic something or other or some sort of summoning something or other but then you know, he, it turns out he's watching game tape yeah he's just trying to figure <laughs> it's called game film whatever it's actually it's called tape or game film i miss football <laughs> so but how about that layer he's prepping he's prepping for the next fight which i found really interesting and, and very smart cold cocks him yeah. Like a cheating cheater face. Man, who gives a fuck? If I saw somebody just take all those bullets and stuff, I'd hit them in the back of the head. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't I mean, have time yeah. for a fair fight. They say the only the only unfair fight is the one you don't win. They do say that. Mm-hmm. Who says that? They. It's like a Marines thing. With, like the capital the T. Unfair they. fight is the one that you don't win. So you only lost because they cheated? No, no, no. That. No, there, there's no, no playing dirty. It's you play to win. If you're in a fight. Yeah, you should just always fight dirty. That there's no there's no rules. Oh, you just you, do what you have to to win. Wow! Wow, I didn't know the Marines fought dirty on purpose. You know what's great? Not losing. Not I dying. Understand. Whatever you gotta surprised. do to not get shot in the face. Okay, well, not dying is different than not winning. Like, you should fight dirty if it's, like, life or death. Yeah. But if you're just trying to win, like, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we're not applying this to, like, Settlers of Catan or something. <laughs> so what am I saying? I'm Monica 116th point of a point. Mon- yeah. Anderson, so <laughs> yeah. Like, sometimes I'm here to find loopholes. Sometimes we're in the lat, we're in the clutch game of game bangers, Look and like- I'm pretty sure she's going to shank me under the table. Oh with yeah, a big I, don't know pen. That. I believe it. I just want my 116th of a point. Yeah, and see, and in this case, Bushmaster was just here to find loopholes. Get out. Am I right? You're off the Get podcast. Get out. Nailed it. You're done We're done. <laughs> We're done. You know. Get out. I'm hanging out my microphone and I'm going home. Okay, and that was Luke Cage. It's nice cool. having all this free time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have to watch Preacher anymore. <laughs> okay, so let's jump over to Jessica Jones. Where was it? Episode 8. Uh, Trish hooks up with... Malcolm. Malcolm. Had wow. How did I? already done. Well, they they wake up post hookup, and I yeah. think hook up some more. And he fucking calls her out as he should. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I've seen this. I've done this. Girl, you high. Yeah. Girl, you high. And so he he makes what I feel is a solid choice for a recovering addict, and is just like, I can't be around this. Oh yeah. And rolls on out. Well, it's like if you're friends with someone who is tr- trying to quit drinking because it's bad for them. I feel like. Oh, <laughs> I'm more met in the uh, they're addicted. I know. Uh, it's kind of sense, but yeah, I would think it totally fair if you said for a while while I'm trying to get a hold of this, I can't come to any group gatherings where we're going to be drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, and I think it's smart of Malcolm to recognize that and to try to remove himself from that situation. And that's why I'm super mad at Trish. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is she's 
all hopped up on IGH juice and doesn't really realize what's going on, I think. She tries to sell him on the fact that it's not an opiate. Yeah, it totally isn't a drug. It's she fine, buddy. No, it's not an opiate. She's not a fucking doctor. Yeah. And it obviously is addictive seeing how she can't last without it. Yeah, if it's, if it's, yeah. Yeah, but if I you mean, gotta come down from it. Yeah, you're, you, you're addicted. A lot of times, people people in the spirals of it aren't picking up on that. So yeah, it's a poop it's situation. Fine. Oh yeah. Uh, so Malcolm's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna keep doing my job. I don't need anyone else. Goes and uh, tracks down one of Hogarth's partners. Finds out dude's gay. Goes and uh, like starts playing that him. Took, ag- like a turn. Yeah, I like didn't. I thought he was just gonna do like the Jessica thing. But he straight up is playing these people against yeah, each other. Yeah, I'm pretty so excited. Hogarth doesn't look bad. So he's going to make them destroy themselves so that Hogarth just gets the company. Which is which is great, which is really smart because so it protects smart. your client and also means that you don't have to get dirty in the way that some other people yeah. would. Mm-hmm. You don't have to blackmail this guy. You just you, ruin his life. Yeah, you try to make him do the right thing. Hey, bro, it's it's okay if you you know like dudes, but probably if you're married to a woman, you should either work something out or get a divorce. Yeah, stop cheating on your wife. Yeah, so that goes well. Unfortunately, it doesn't go well once he leaves the gay bar and some buttholes beat him up. Uh, Trish shows up, runs them off, offers him the drugs again, and he's like, "Oh, it'll make me feel better." Okay, and then has a. Fr- uh, freak out and runs off. She straight up. This felt like an after-school special. She peer pressured him into yeah. taking these drugs. Yeah. Unacceptable, Trish. It's not good friendship skills. Um. What's we have? Uh, Hogarth shows up in prison. Talks to the dude who can heal people with his hands. Tries to get him he, to. He did not like whatever's wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. There's got to be a thing. Isn't there always a price with stuff? So there's got to be a thing where like. He gets really sick. He doesn't necessarily die, but maybe he gets really sick every time he heals someone, and the worse off you are, the worse off he is. Mm, yeah, yeah I can like, see that. Because um, he said, no, not again. Do you guys see the Green Mile? That's what I made me yeah. think of. You didn't see the Green Mile? Oh, man. I'm, I'm a trash person. It's I'll, a good I'll movie. Tell you. But yeah, but anyway, it's, it's about this guy who's on death row, and he can heal people, but he has to, like, absorb your sickness, and then it, like, flies out of him again. Oh, weird. But in, um, like, yeah. the form of gross bugs like he takes on someone's problem and like stands up opens his mouth and just like flies like Mm. his body like that's how the sickness gets transformed inside of him and then released interesting okay you should watch it actually it's pretty good you will cry you will cry great yeah (laughs) but it's very good it's based on a stephen king book great and you'll cry but uh, but yeah, that's what it, made, what it made me think of was that you can't just get rid of illness; it has to go somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's the particle physics. You know, their energy can't be made or yeah. destroyed. There's yeah. always the same amount of energy. You can't ever do anything about that. Yeah. You can transform it or whatever, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, what else? Jessica spent most of this day, this episode, just yelling at her mom. Bottle episode, half a bottle episode, I guess. Yeah, quarter of a bottle episode. <laughs> Uh, her mom's got some rage problems. Yeah. A little bit. Itty, itty bitty bit. I have to say how much I really like seeing in this episode, that, or in the, these, this series of episodes, that Jessica is recognizing that she's kind of shitty with all the people around her, and she's making really uncomfortable, hard strides to try to be better. Mm-hmm. That's just a conversation between her and, what's the landlord's name? Landlord. 
I want to say Carlos or Caesar, but I don't want to be a racist. I don't think those are right. But whatever. The painter guy that she hooked up with, who's the landlord, um, she thanks him for the painting and she tells him, um, you know, they just, she tells him some, some things that feel very real and you could tell from her acting that she was obviously really uncomfortable she saying that. hated it. Mm-hmm. She did it anyway because she knows that she should. She's trying to be real with her mom. And some, so then uh, some jackass takes a shot at them. Yeah. Uh, well, hits her and uh, her mom. Oscar. Oscar. Out. Yeah. But like barely wings her. She'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a light shooting. It's all good. Just lightly stabbed. Lightly shot. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure her mom's going to go kill some people. More than likely. Yeah. There's going to be some heads popped off and, you know, it'll be fine. They'll, they'll work through it. So, yeah. Oh, we also forgot that uh, <laughs> Jerry was running real hot and cold this episode. And first she tried to kick that girl out of her apartment. And then after she went to jail, she came home and went down on her. Yeah. Look, she she's a bit of an emotional roller coaster right now. It's <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Like she's a generous lover. Yeah. It's true. I like that she yeah. immediately was like, yes, I will go down on you. Let's do this thing. And this thing is you. Let's go. Okay. Over. I think that was it for Jess. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think we're starting to get into the... Meat potato. Yeah, the, the early, the fuck is late on. game. The late middle game, maybe. We usually call that the middle? Yeah. Or the start of the third quarter. Yeah, okay, okay. I could see Halfway it. through the third quarter. Oh, jeez. Okay, so let's go over to uh, Cloak and Dagger. Tell me what stupid shit this show's doing. Look, man, if you can't come into it with what? a better no, I'm, attitude... I'm excited. I am really happy to hear about this show. Actually, at also at Comic-Con, they had a really cool, like, pop-up uh, exhibit thingy of the church that she lives in, and it looked Whoa. sick. Yeah, so maybe you should watch the show. Okay. You won't. I'm not going to, no. Okay, so we're on episode six. This one was called Funhouse Mirrors, which is interesting because this was a lot about... Uh, Ty and Tandy looking at how their lives might have gone differently, Mm. where Tandy spends most of this episode with the daughter of another engineer who used to work with her dad. Oh, interesting. And she's now a scientist who is studying, like, bees in swamps. And just, uh, she's, like, super smart, and she's just... Really, she's a she's wonderful. I, I thought that this actress did a really great job, and mm-hmm. I would hope that she would hang around some more. So while she's out wearing waders and mucking around in swamps with Scientist Girl, uh, Ty goes to his friend Dwayne, who uh, had been friends with Ty's brother before his brother got shot. Okay. And he seems to be running a very respectable um, carpentry. carpentry business, building houses. But he's actually in business with the cop who shot Ty's brother. Oh, shit. And they are running drugs. Yeah, drug dealer. Great. Okay. So, Ty... That's going to go well. Yeah, in order to find a way to bring down O'Reilly, he basically goes into Dwayne's shop and is like, give me a job. And he's like, oh, I don't have any jobs in my carpentry business. And he's like, no, I mean, like, give me a job. So he, but in order to, he, after talking with Tandy, who has all of, like, the sense, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, well, if you want a job, you might have to make yourself a job. So he finds a way to steal a bag from another corner boy who's working for Dwayne and then come in and be like, hey, your boy got arrested and he dropped this. I should get a job now. 
It's oh, even geez. worse. Your boy dropped this and ran at the first sign of cops. Yes. Which is not how you not do. How you do. There's no way this ends well. No. But cool. Okay. And then our friendly neighborhood cop. Shit, what's her name? Cop lady. Cop, cop lady. lady. There we go. She's getting even deeper in with O'Reilly and is... I am concerned that she's going too far because this isn't technically an undercover op. This is just her trying to work this guy. Mm -hmm. But in order to make him think that she's the same type of person, she's, I'm I'm afraid, making the whole office think that she's that type of person. Oh, yeah. It's going to be hard to walk back from. Yeah. Because she hasn't told anybody. Yeah. Because you can't trust anybody. You don't know who else is in this guy's pocket. But, so... In in working him, he realizes that she's getting close to, like, his place of business. So he tells Dwayne, hey, this this cop is going to come in the door and you have to shoot her because she's getting all up in, in our business. Okay. So then she comes through the door and then O'Reilly shoots Dwayne. Nope. Isn't that what happened? No. So o'reilly tells her to wait in the car and she's like he's my guy i don't know to talk to him i'll introduce you because she's like i want to be part of this that you're mm-hmm. so he goes in tells Dwayne, you've been messy and sloppy and now there's a real cop on our asses and it's your fault so you have to take care of it and hands him a gun and Dwayne, is that his name yeah Dwayne's like i'm not killing anybody i don't want to do that but he peer pressures them into it Meanwhile, Ty is calling the lady cop, trying to get her to be like, don't come in here, they're going to shoot you. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't pick up the phone. So she comes in anyway, and the way that O'Reilly sets it up is that she bursts through the door, Dwayne has the gun up, ready to shoot her, and he yells for her to look out. So she shoots Dwayne. So O'Reilly got rid of Dwayne, who's been pushing back a lot on the drug running and stuff, Mm -hmm. and wanting more responsibility and full partnership and more of the money. So he gets rid of Dwayne without having to be the one that shoots him, and has now trapped Lady Cop into being a bad cop, because she's now got a murder that they can't really explain. And Ty saw the whole thing and shouted no, and then had to run for it. Oh yeah, and then he he used his powers in front of the bad cop. Who I just I just looked it up. The bad cop is named Connors. That's right. Lady cop is O'Reilly. Damn it! But yes, so he because he's basically he's not zigzagging. He's running straight down the alley away from Connors. He's teleporting like six feet every time he like shoots a gun. Oh wow! So that he doesn't so he doesn't get shot. Yeah, he does expose himself. And Connors at the end is just standing there going, "What the fuck Mm -hmm. happened?" And then, um. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm just looking at these these notes. Um, that uh, this is the second time that Ty has watched someone he cares about get shot by a cop, which isn't great. Nope. Yeah. It's like... He's still formative. Like, he's still young. Yeah. Um, he teleports to Tandy's church, and then she tries to hug him, and their powers, like, bump again, and she mm-hmm. can't really... That yeah, was they, really... That sucked. I was yeah. like, just try again. Just, like, Cause he was. He was really distraught. He's just, like, shaking all over and obviously needed a hug. And she wanted to hug him, which mm-hmm. I think is really says something about them because she's not really the hugging kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then they just, like, static electricity bounced off each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Okay. That's about it. Um, she she had gone undercover to try to talk with Mina, who is the, the scientist's daughter. 
and she gets they she gets through like a whole day of being friendly with Mina until Mina's like, yeah, your name's not Jennifer. I'm pretty sure your name's Tandy Bowen. Because mm-hmm. she knew too much about science and rigging and pipes. She could read a blueprint. Gotcha. And then told a story about this dad who came to her school with things. And she was like, I know that was your dad. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope the two of them can become friends because she needs more stable role models in her life. Yeah, that, that would probably help out a lot. A lot. Have we seen her boyfriend at all since he got um, up? O'Reilly interviewed him last episode okay. to try to find Tandy. Gotcha. Or she, no, she's trying to track down Connors. The drugs. That's yeah, it. and so she thinks that he might know something. So I think she really just wanted to make a deal with him for any reason so that she could get him out of jail. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we haven't seen him again, but I'm hoping he's going to get out. And that he won't be too mad at Tandy. Maybe he'll just leave. It felt like he was really mad at Tandy. I'd, I hope I'd he's not. Mad. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd like, you know, be mad, leave town. I hope he doesn't try to, like, oh, yeah, get don't. vengeance on her. Or yeah, anything. no retribution. Just be like, yeah, you know, we're we're over now. Cool. That would be uncomfortable. That's, that's my uh, limit there is uh, huge betrayals. <laughs> yeah, take all the money and then leave me behind. That's yeah. not cool. That was about it for Cloak and Dagger. Okay. How about that preacher? All right. So let me tell you this story. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, starts with, you know, we open up by going backwards. Mm -hmm. So, flashback to young teenage Jesse Custer. He sits outside of high school, doesn't attend it, sits outside, and a science teacher on the vice principal track asks him to get this girl to stop harassing him. Oh, let a girl give you a handy once and she thinks she's in love with you. Gross! And the girl's 17, and it's gross. Um, and so that is our, 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 like, background story for the whole episode is the science teacher and Jesse and dealing with each other. And it turns out the science teacher can't keep up his payments, and he is a couple bucks short, and Jesse's like, nope, it's gotta be all of it, or you're gonna get in trouble. He's like, oh, I'll just get you next time. Like, he doesn't take the magic part seriously at all. And eventually he gets turned into a zombie and is locked in the basement. Oh. Wow, okay. Oh. Yeah. Dang. He just lives in their basement. So wait, what was what magic was Jesse doing for this? The grandma did it. The grandma just made it so that the girl didn't recognize or see him as a sexual being anymore. Oh. Yeah, okay. It it was mostly just a way of showing grandma voodoo is the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So gotcha. Overall, the episode is about Jesse trying to figure out ways to get all of them off the plantation and mm-hmm. away from Grandma Voodoo, because she's terrible. Um, <laughs> Cass and Jess are just fighting, but they're not telling Tulip why. Tulip is just trying to, like, remember what went down while she was in purgatory, and also, like, be Tulip again, because she's alive and she feels great. Um... She's just happy to be back around both of her men's, even though they're fighting for a reason they won't talk to her about. Um, Helmut Star is back. Our, uh, oh, shit. Fuck oh. Guy. Yeah. Creepy. Okay. Um, he and a team of the Grail people went to India to Krishna's headquarters and then got into a firefight with the Krishna people and killed seems- them all. Right. And then okay. he got to the leader, and he was like, do you accept Humpty Doo as your lord and savior? <laughs> Remember the kid who's, like, like been oh, yeah. grown with Jesus' yes. DNA, and it's, like, fucked in the head? So, basically, they're still, 
he's still rolling around trying to get people to like take on Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and if they don't, then they deserve to die. And okay. I was like, okay, just so more aggressively now. More aggressively, we're just gonna murder everyone. Apparently. Okay, uh, okay, that's the thing so you could do. Weird. Yeah, so that's what he's been doing um, while waiting for Jesse to kind of like break and decide to be the Messiah again. Mm-hmm. So Jesse and Tulip figure out they'll pretend he wants to be the Messiah again to get Star back to the plantation to get his soul back so he can have the voice back so they can escape from Grandma Voodoo. Okay. Here's the problem. Remind me, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the voice break before he lost part of his soul? Yes. Yes, right? So the voice is mad at him because he's fucking around doing nothing of any realness or consequence Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. it. Like, it obviously wants to do real shit. And he's just, like, fucking around with cops and stuff. So, Tulip and Cass start a fight with their, like, rival voodoo faction, the Boyds. And ha- get, like, blow up something at the boys' place. So then the boys come to the foundation, and they just basically have, like, a bullshit firefight. But um, the two helper monkeys, TC and Jody, don't know that they're instigating this fight. So it's, like, a slow negotiation of a fight, not an actual, like, fight. So okay. they blew up something at the boys' place. The boys come over, shoot a goat out of a cannon. What? At them. And it goes over and, like, lands in the grass, and Tulip and Cass are like, what the fuck is that? And they explain... is it alive or did it die? Well, it's dead now. (laughs) It may or may not have been alive in the tube. My god. That's really weird. So it's like a voodoo thing, I guess. And then the boys leave, because it's just like a slow negotiation to an actual war. Mm -hmm. And then... Cass and Tulip see Jesse kind of sneaking away from Grandma Voodoo to get to the house to have a meeting with Star. And then Cass accidentally shoots a rocket launcher at the Boyd people to, like, rekindle the fight. And then they're like, he's like, oops, I'm an idiot. Meanwhile, he's wearing a giant purple umbrella as a hat. Because, you know. Yeah, sunlight and stuff. Um, So they come back and they do this firefight stuff. Um, the whole time, TC and Cass have been, like, making friends, because he's the little weirdo, and he, like, he's all, do you like this? And he's like, no. Do you like this? No. Do you like drugs? And he's like, yes. <laughs> Let's do drugs together. Um, Tulip and the big weirdo, Jody, make friends over guns, and they just, like, shoot guns together. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So they're having this fake war with the boy voodoo people. Um, Grandma Voodoo's just, like... In a graveyard staring at the grave of her dead daughter, who she basically helped kill. But okay. still loves everyone, just so good. you know. Good, good, good. Um, Star and Jesse have a meet. Star gives Jesse his soul. Jesse takes it back, tries to use the voice. Star fucking plays him like a fiddle, pretends that the voice is working. Until oh, Jesse nice. says, eat your dick. And he's like, ah, probably not. And then it turns out, Star figures out. He was never going to be the Messiah after all, and it was all a trick to get his soul back. So then he has to make an actual deal with Star going, fine, I'll do the stupid thing. I need the voice. i got to get us out of here. Tulip remembers the dream she had when she was coming out of Purgatory, where God showed up again in the Dalmatian outfit Mm -hmm. and said something to her that we didn't really hear. This time we get to hear it, and what he basically said is, I need you to, and he's like pointing avenge those motherfuckers or something like he says something really like violent what? and cursy <laughs> oh, like dang. i need you to kill those sons of bitches that's what it was because the episode title is sons of bitches one word 
So God's vengeful. Okay. In a dog costume. Oh, so he's he's a more he's old, old testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old testament God. Well, he's had a rough year. Yeah. So Tulip sees Star and Jesse having a talk. Tulip gets so mad because these are the people who killed her. Because the girl, the neighbor lady, and the black guy, yeah, yeah, are there again. Um, and so she tries to shoot everybody. Star bails with Jesse's soul, and the whole plan is shot. So they're stuck on the plantation. Um, the idiot dude, Grail guy, asks like, "What's the plan now?" And Star's like, "I'm gonna let him kind of simmer in his own hell." So. We're going to be stuck on this plantation for a couple more episodes gotcha. just being terrible together. Hooray. Oh, man. You know how much we love just being in the same, same place. Yeah. In this story that's for supposed a to be a road trip. whole season. Yeah, that's so, what I wanted from Preacher. What I got from this episode is Jesse continues to be a selfish moron. Um, Cass is mad at him. Obvi. Cass won't leave without Tulip. At one point, Jesse apologized for his behavior to Cass. And Cass is like, okay. And then he goes, so you can leave now, and tries to kick him out of the band. Hmm. And Cass is like, I'm not leaving without Tulip, and you can't make me. And then Tulip shows up, and they stop fighting. Um, Tulip and Cass are actually in a really good place, because he's not... He's being weird, but he's covering it by, like, I'm just a weird vampire. But he he's not demanding anything of her. He's mm-hmm. not, like, forcing his love upon her. He just wants to be That's where good. she is. And so I really like that part. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, it Fun. was an episode of Preacher. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Bonkers and very Weird. strange. Yeah. And it ended with the science teacher is chained up in the basement. He only has one eye and he hasn't aged a day. So, he's definitely a zombie. That sucks. Interesting. He deserves it. He was doing gross stuff with teenagers. I mean. He's supposed to be in charge of. Sure. Toss him in jail i don't know that someone deserves to become a zombie isn't being a zombie and living in a basement kind of like being in jail i mean i hear jail real bad yeah but i think being a zombie well it depends if you're aware that you're a zombie still like if he's still trapped in his mind he did walk out and go please help me okay yeah that's a lot worse whatever yeah he sexually molested children so i don't care and there's, there's due process. Excellent. It's important. Hi, guys. Punisher is my second favorite <laughs> Blah, superhero. Get out of here. Guys, okay. guys, does that mean it's Herbaclock? It Herbaclock! Herbaclock! Guys, it's Herbaclock again. It's been Herbaclock. so long. I know. I feel like it's been forever. It's been a year, hasn't it? Like a full year. Yeah. Like five years, even. It's been 12 years. I was so excited. I I rewatched all of season two to get ready for season oh, wow. three. Nice. I, I, did, I did not do that. I well, made fine. her tell me. Monica was also out of town for a whole week, so I had to find something to do, my, yeah. do with myself. Besides just vigorously masturbate all the time. As one does. She, she does when I'm home anyway. <laughs> <laughs> As do I. What's up, up, up? Whoop, whoop. My God. Hey, man. Two adult single women living in the same house. If we're not in the same room, we're probably furiously masturbating. Correct. It's cool. It's good. I hear the Hitachi ones are really good. They're so expensive, though. Those and are real expensive. And you have to plug them into a wall. You need that torque. <laughs> oh, or my God. however you measure that. I mean, when you put it that way, I'm going to buy one right now. <laughs> I don't need 60 horsepower on my clitoris all at the same time. How I mean, do you sign up for that? Yeah, you don't need it, but... <laughs> if you could have... It can't hurt. It could hurt, It actually. could hurt! There's the strong potential for Make that. Make sure you, lose, you use plenty of lube. Yeah. Okay. 
So, oh, wow. One, uh, apparently it was already renewed for season four. I so saw that! Cool. Great. Yes! Two, I was kind of bummed out because I did not realize it was coming out so soon, and I definitely thought that while I was at Comic-Con and saw it there, that I saw it, like, weeks before you two, and I was going to be very gloaty about it. It was literally the same day. Yeah, and they took that from me, so... Boo! Uh, so, okay, but Winona, we open up with a fucking party bus full of vampires rolling into purgatory. With pink fog! They're so extra, and I love it. Oh, it was amazing. It's, like, weird, like... Euro vamps, I feel. Yeah, they were even wearing fanny packs. Yeah. It was crazy. I didn't like it. <laughs> really? I mean, I'm here for vamps taking over. I guess I kind of wanted them to be the big secret bad of the year. And, like, I thought they were here to, like, infiltrate, you know? But mm. they literally just, like, took over. See, so I, I guess I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I did like them. They were oh, cool yeah, yeah. vampires, except they could go into the sun and were just sparkly, so I'm not... In terms mm-hmm. of what the fuck was going on. I was just worried that they were going to end up like the the sisters last year where they were just manipulating people and stuff. And I, for like oh, the whole like, season, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, we just That's saw it. this. So I'm glad that this got like wrapped up a lot quicker. Stuff. Everyone yeah. thought the pink fog was sexy. Yeah, that was yes. delightful. I also enjoyed that it didn't affect dolls or Winona. Because mm-hmm. he's a dragon. He's a dragon. Do you remember last season when he breathed fire? That was I really cool. I do, and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, let's see, Winona and Doc continue to have crazy pants sexual tension. Yeah. Oh, they... Oh, no, yeah, we saw last season that they sent the baby away. Uh, never yes. mind, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, they sent the baby away with, um, their hot, rich Asian friend who took her away on a helicopter. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a good way to go. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm not, the one thing I'm not sure of in, like, regards to last season was at the very end of last season, we see Winona talking to her mom, like, on the side of, like, on the side of a, a hill or a little cliff. And in this season, they say that she's been in jail for years and years. Yeah. So I'm not sure how they're going to retcon that or explain that. Yeah, that, that was a little strange. Um, unless the her visiting in jail was, like, slightly flashbacky. But if so, they did a really poor job of displaying that. Well, her visiting in jail was the now. It was her on the mountaintop that was... Flash forwardy? Yeah. Did you mean flash forwardy? That, like, if the scene we saw last season actually hasn't happened yet? That'd be weird. That's all I could think of. I think they just didn't plan it yeah very well they're like ah crud she has to have been somewhere where could she have been let's throw her ass in jail which is you know fine fine. Mm -hmm. i mean it's fine i've had way bigger stuff i'm thinking about supergirl and the kiss and james yes we had to hand we were forced to hand wave that yeah yeah um i like the dolls and her seem to be in a really good spot that moment when he like showed up and she like jumped up and kissed him on the cheek and then like went running i was like oh my god so cute yeah but i loved in that very first uh that scene before i think it was still the cold open where after they they take out all those revenants outside the strip club and then they're walking towards camera (laughs) and then she trips over the painting yeah that was great her that was nice I just need them to figure out they're going to be a thruple and move the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, make it a quad and toss Jeremy in at this point. Jeremy's I mean, not into Winona. 
Yeah. And I don't think either of those men are into Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, I can see the two of them being grudgingly into each other. Oh my god. Jeremy's facial hair <laughs> is so secondhand embarrassment for me. It Every gives me time life, I see dude. his face, I want to curl up and die. No, I love it. I, I can't I can only, I thought, I thought for sure they would get rid of it at the end of this episode. How many episodes must I bear this before I they shave it, it off his face? I'm like so shy when I have a crush on a person and like I don't necessarily want them to know unless I'm for sure that something good will happen. So like that makes me just anxious. Like my heart is beating faster now and I'm getting, I'm sweating. Like awful. I love it. Love it. Here Ugh. for it. So great. I did. I did like how Jeremy was so into that dude vampire. Oh yeah, because like they could have very easily, you know, made it a girl, vampire. made it a girl vampire, um, and been like, oh, I was only into her because of the vibes or whatever. Right. But like, I think they just had him like a dude vampire, and, and I like that a dude vampire didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the lesbian girls liked a lady vampire. Yeah. Why Nona's solve for who to kill to get Waverly back was so smart. When she comes in, she's like, Waverly, who's your favorite? And just, like, immediately knew who to take out. Yeah. That was wicked smart. I love that they also poofed into pink smoke. Yeah, yes! Uh, there's so many quips in this episode. I don't even know where to start. Oh man! Why not going into the barn and finding the sexy pink fog and going, "Please be a surprise, Rihanna concert." Yeah, <laughs> surprise, Rihanna concert. And then when she sat up in the coffin and she's like, "Oh God, I really hope Waverly dressed me, but the gloves scream, Jeremy." Yes, <laughs> they crimped her hair. That was awesome. It's so ridiculous. Oh man, the best. So we watched this in a little like 250 person theater. It was probably. I mean, that's look. I stood in line for this. I'm saying Comic Con is disrespectful. Oh, I know, right? Winona, and they need to sharpen up. Yeah, no, but it it was probably 90 percent women, and right. a lot of gal pals there. Based on the fact that uh, when when it opened up with uh, Nicole and Waverly, like that together. room lit up. Yeah. I'll tell you it what, was amazing. Gal pals. <laughs> we we were at Clexicon, and I tell you what, the gays they love the way hot. I tell you what. Those panels are were you surprised? Just crazy? No, not at all. But it's it, a healthy relationship between yeah. two women, and neither of them is dead yet. <laughs> and I'm it's pretty sure they're not between. gonna die. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they're both gonna make it out of this. Yeah. Oh, also, Waverly's a tiny person. She's oh, so she's little. So so. Also, small. dot weirdly tiny person. They're just maybe Winona's just short enough that he looks humongous. Uh, Actually, no. pretty tall. Yeah, he he's shorter than her in person. They they do trickery. <laughs> it helps that Apple Doc is also not that big of a dude, so mm-hmm. they look big when they're together because they're both around the same mm-hmm. size. Yeah, is Dolls pretty tall? To- tall in person? He's pretty tall. Yeah. You just said he wasn't. No, Doc. Doc. Oh, I thought you said Dolls. No, Doc doesn't seem like a tall guy to me. Yeah, but like in all the shots, he looks taller than. I thought you saying Dolls was small, and I was like. No, no, he's he's a he's a big dude. Yeah, okay, interesting. No. Yeah. Doc doesn't seem like he's a big dude to me. No. He's just got presence. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got swagger, so he seems mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and he was in, you know, street closey stuff, and it was so weird to see. I was like, where? Not in his McLean and his yeah, hat. I I did not like it one bit. That is weird. Yeah. Oh man, I love this show. It's, it was so nice. It's great. Yeah. It's like summer legends where you're just happy to be there. Yeah, yeah it, I, th- and 
I think that's why I like it so much is because it also just realizes now, hey, you know what? We are campy fun that can still tell a good story yes, with emotions. And have emotional beats, yeah. but still be campy and fun. Yeah. Because, like, like you said earlier, Winona and Doc have the craziest fucking chemistry, but they're in a really bad place. I don't even think he got to meet his kid. Oh, he did. He got to see her once. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so he got like to meet the a kid. Second. But then had to hand it off, and, like, neither of them are probably ever going to see that baby again. And Jeremy's not wrong that there is male postpartum depression. Nobody talks oh, yeah. about it. Nobody knows it's real. And he won't talk about his feelings because mm-hmm. he's a dum-dum. And, like, I like that Winona is trying to get him to open up to her, even though she knows it's going to be hard and it hates it. Because she's also not great at opening up. No. No. What, what was her line? Um, he'll only touch me when we're sparring, and he'll only talk to me when he's angry. Yeah. So we spar all the time, and I do my best to keep him angry. Yeah. Yeah. And that can't be fun for her. No. But I also, as much as I was very wary about the baby storyline and how they would handle it, I like that when they made the decision to get rid of the baby, it they didn't just magic... Like they just they just hit a redo button. Yeah, because you don't start a, season three with man unicorns game. and shit. Also, I do like that he pointed out we don't talk about it. Yeah, you look great like it never happened. That was a rough that line. Was but it was good. It was good for us and it was yeah. good for her that what he needs from her is to recognize and talk about this kid that they had together and not mm-hmm. pretend it didn't mm-hmm. happen. And that's best for literally all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wave lost a niece. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it was a loss for everyone. And you can't just pretend that it didn't happen because you're going to, I mean, even if everything goes well, you're not going to see that child again Years. for a long time. Years. You're going to, you're going to miss all of the important firsts in her life. Mm-hmm. And that's a loss that you have to give yourself space to grieve. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. like that the show is, is giving them that and is not just shunting it aside. Yeah. Or dropping the baby through a wormhole and having it come back out a 17 year old. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. It was on Angel. It was terrible. Yeah, oh, I mean that's like every third X Men. Also, yeah. Well, because nobody wants kids around. Oh, yeah. it was so it was so bad on Angel. Angel had a kid, and then he fell into a demon dimension, and then came out a child and, or a, a teenager, and then he had sex with Cordelia. It was real bad. Man, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, on this show, which is great, <laughs> and no one has sex with babies, which is also great. <laughs> we should keep it that way. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where this season goes. We uh, saw the big bad. He's just like an old white guy. Mm-hmm. As, As one does. Aren't they always? Yeah. Uh, we That's have the a real villain. Maybe the the Contessa. Contessa. The black lady on the bus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we think she's a friend? Maybe we saw this year on. Oh, after okay. The episode and. I think she joins our team. Nice. I she's, think it's rough at first. Yeah. But I think she joins the team. She's at least some sort of unlikely ally. Okay. That's cool. Which, I hope she's, like, I hope she's actually a vampire, because I think it'd be fun to have a vampire on the team. Yeah, that would be. They just need to collect more weird people. Yeah. Get a werewolf. Well, okay. did you, do you want to talk about your theory about Jeremy? Oh, okay. So, during my rewatch, um, in the finale, okay, do you remember in the finale, Doc and Jeremy are fighting Bobo outside that mill, mm-hmm. and they, like, impale him on a bunch of spikes. Yeah, yeah. And Jeremy tells Doc, okay, you have to go 
to say goodbye to your baby before she leaves. And he's like, how did you know that? And he's like, well, Black Badge didn't hire me because of my pop culture references. And for me, it felt like he was really implying that he has some sort of psychic ability. Hmm. That'd be cool. And so they haven't said anything about it yet, but I think they might. I think it could be an interesting reveal for Jeremy. Nice. Yeah, let's get more more stuff on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. down. And we still don't know who Waverly's parents are. No, we know who her mother is. I think, do we know for sure that yeah. it was her mom? That they had the same mom? Yeah. Okay. Don't we? Why don't we? Well, because, um, I'm just, be, I'm just doubting everything at this point. Because Winona said that she remembers her mom bringing Waverly home from the hospital, but that, she was still pretty young. So they, they could have just found her in the forest, for all we know. It's true. All mm. we know for sure is that she's definitely not half Revenant, because she could cross the line. Mm-hmm. Um, that she's not an herb. Mm-hmm. And that she's not an herb. Wouldn't it have said in that, oh, they didn't test for the mom? Uh, yeah, I would be interested in that, to see if, to check if she was actually... Though, I don't know, if she compared her DNA with Winona's, if they if they share half, then that would tell them that they share the same mom. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we'll we'll get to that, too. Yeah. I, I'm sure they'll explore that more this season, also. Should we bet Dollar? Hmm. On Waverly's parentage? Yeah, I think she's half the mom. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to my, my theory from last season at the very beginning, is that she is... Uh, some sort of foundling creature. I, I have no strong theories on this. Yeah, I'm going for so a found just, in the woods. You're a I will witness. Bet dollar. Yes. Okay. I'm getting that $9 from you. $7 from you. What? That's hard. What was this for? We doubled down and I, I owed you 350 twice. Didn't oh, I? nice. Yeah, give me money. No, I gave it to you already. You spent it on ice cream. That was good ice cream. Okay, yeah, I need to win more money so I can buy more ice cream. So, uh, yeah. Can I, can I see that? Yeah, fucking stop. Rude. Ew. <laughs> um, okay. On that note, we watched hella stuff this week. Check out our Comic-Con recap episode this week also. Uh, go watch all the trailers because just bat loads of things are coming out. Bat loads. Bat loads. Also? Batwoman reference. Fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. <laughs> so, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Same Bam time, same pal channel. <laughs>